Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edmonds. And today on the show, I'm so excited uh, to bring on this special guest. She is a two-time U.S. national champion. She's a 2018 Olympian team bronze medalist. Everybody, Brady Tunnell. Thanks, Brady, for coming on. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Polina, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so excited to kind of hear about your story from you specifically, um, because I know that you've been through a lot in your career. Um, you're coming off such a successful season in your comeback journey. So Thank yeah, you. this is going to be fun. <laughs> All right. My first question for you is when and how did you get into skating? Um, okay. This is my absolute most favorite question to be asked because Um, I started skating when I was two and a half and we have no idea how I figured out what figure skating was, is like, we think we, we think that I just saw it on TV or something, but my mom, um, is a nurse and she was working nights at whatever hospital she was at at the time. Um, and she would come home in the morning and every morning I'd ask her, mommy, can we go ice skating? And she like, like again and again and again, until she finally had to look up in the yellow pages, um, really aging myself here, but (laughs) she had to look up in the yellow pages for a rink, um, to find, to take me to skating. And like, she thought that I would be sick of, um, the cold after a while and like that I wouldn't like to fall, but no, she sat me down in like the middle of a snow pile and I just sat there playing with the, the shavings. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that it just never stopped. <laughs> That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And you have two brothers. Are they I both do. younger? Yeah. I mean, they're not so young anymore. <laughs> Cry, tear. But yes, they're younger than me. Did they also uh, do any ice sports? Were you mm-hmm. guys all kind of like under one roof doing sports together? Or um, did they do other sports while you guys were growing up? Um, no, I mean, honestly, growing up with two younger brothers was kind of fantastic in a way. Um, cause I was exposed to so many different things. They did hockey. Um, they also figure skated for a short period of time. Um, and like, I would go to their hockey games every weekend after skating in the morning on Saturdays or something. Um, and I loved it when they were able to like, spin around on their skates or like do a waltz jump and score a goal. Like they've done that before. And I would be like, mom, did you see that? (laughs) You know? Um, So yeah, they did, they did uh, baseball, gymnastics, hockey. We were a very active family growing up. Um, And 
it was absolute chaos and I loved it. I lo it was like, it was amazing. That's awesome. I have two uh, brothers as well who also started off in skating and went into hockey. And I just find it fascinating because my mom always says it was so much easier to just have us all in one place. So she was so mm -hmm. happy that the boys liked hockey. I liked skating and that she didn't have to be like driving around all the time for yeah, different right? sports. <laughs> it worked out for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I honestly have a, a really similar kind of growth history in skating where I was looking at your career and you started qualifying to nationals pretty much like every season after 2010. And um, you were kind of like middle of the pack season after season, like growing through juvenile, intermediate, novice, um, until you finally medaled in 2013. Um, and I, I, you were like novice podium, I believe on that. Yeah. 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 And then you like kept progressing and you, um, became junior national champion in 2015. Um, and mm -hmm. then, you know, you're like rising in the ring. So I think that's really cool to hear about, uh, just, Tell us about your skating like journey, like before you started becoming a star in skating, basically, like what was the um, approach for you in skating as you kind of rose level by level? Oh, my gosh. Um, we're like hitting the nostalgia feels right now, Polina, like <laughs> I'm like thinking back to being a kid and like the programs I did and I, I still have all of my dresses that I wore from from like being an itty bitty on except for I think one or two um and when I was just at home like last month I was like going through all my stuff and I was like holding my dresses up like oh my god I can't believe how small I was look at this dress mom <laughs> like um but okay so basically I remember I remember my juvenile year, right after I had switched coaches, all I wanted to do that year was make it to junior nationals. <clears throat> and at that point, I had never won a competition before. Um, so I was like, well, if I win, that would be really cool. But, you know, I just want to make it to junior nationals. I wound up winning regionals that year, going to junior nationals, <laughs> spraining my ankle really badly, stepping off of a curb. <laughs> No. So, yeah, yeah, I because I was carrying a duffel bag and I thought it would be a good idea to jump down. And I literally just like I was like 10, 11 years old, maybe. And I just like fell over and sprained my ankle. Um, so that that final round was was kind of a wash. So then I was like, well, I got to make it back next year to 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 fix that stupid mistake. Um, so I was intermediate that year. And I remember, actually, I remember Roheen Ward choreographed my intermediate free skate program. My dress was a deep purple. I love that program. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just we're, we're, you asked for it. We're going down memory lane, Polina. <laughs> Go for it. We love it. People are going to be scouring like, um, oh, I know. Purple dress. I, I, <laughs> I just saw, I was tagged on Instagram in a video of my 2017 Junior Worlds performance. I was like, Oh my God, that was the shakiest triple saw I've ever done. <laughs> um, no, but so intermediate year, I made it back, but I didn't have a double axle, so it didn't go very well. Novice, I remember, I really loved my my programs that year. For short, I was skating to Anastasia and I just like, I felt like a princess and I had this like royal blue dress. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I love this program. Um, and I remember being so terrified at nationals um, that I actually wound up 
I went on the ice, did my little presentation, you know, and then I started on the wrong side of the ice. So then before my music could start, because I looked up at myself and I saw myself in the Trinshaw and I was like, wait a minute, I'm in the wrong spot. So then I raced down to the other side of the ice before my music could start and like everything was fine. Um, That's all I remember about that year. (laughs) My first year junior, I remember the, um, my free skate. I was like, oh my God, this program is so hard because it was basically like, it's like a senior program just without the choreo sequence and the extra 30 seconds. So I remember mm-hmm. all that year having to really get used to the the added level of difficulty there. And I was also at that time trying to, um, I think I had all my triples at that point, but I was trying to get the triple triple. Uh, one, one of my junior years, I forgot my program in the middle of the step sequence and no. I was so excited. Yeah, I did. I did because I remember seeing my friends in the stands and being like, oh, my God, I didn't know they were coming and then forgetting what I was doing. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I don't remember which junior year that was, but it was one of them. Um, And I just remember being so excited because I'd still gotten a level four on the step sequence. Um, So I thought that was quite the accomplishment. Just just the random little actually. Yeah, right. I was like, (laughs) what the heck? I was like, I'm not going to question it. I'm going to take the win and go on. <laughs> okay, so my second year junior is the year where I really started to feel like, oh, hey, I might, my, I might actually be like, you know, pretty good at this this sport I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> you know, um, I remember going into nationals, and I, I trained like I worked really hard. It was the first time where I've been like, no, I'm gonna like work super duper hard. Um, so I was really prepared and I was getting clean programs every day. And then I, I went there and I won and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I won. Like, this is crazy. Um, then after that, I wasn't chosen for junior worlds, which was upsetting. I was first alternate. So I still had to train really hard. Me um, neither. When I won junior. Mm-hmm. Wow. Same. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then, okay. So, I I had taken I'd been working like so hard that that was the that was the first summer that I had a fracture in my back. So then I moved up to senior that year after having not skated all summer. I was like super nervous. It was my first year senior. I was doing a tango for my free skate, I remember. Um and I remember I skated really well at nationals and I was so excited. I finished in the top 6. Um, and I was like super motivated for junior worlds cause I was chosen to go, uh, and I made it, I want to say one of the years I made it either that year or the following year, I was in the final warm up group and I was absolutely losing my mind. I was so scared. I remember, I remember Wakaba, uh, was there, um, and there were a couple other people, I can't remember but it was just like it was like that much more intense and I was like wow this is really like this is a different level um yeah so that was that was kind of my first foray into the whole like um reaching the high level yeah yeah, yeah. um and I was what like it-, it, was, it was scary but I couldn't wait to do it again I was like no I, I have to make it back I love this like this is so much fun um yeah so then I broke my back again 
that summer. So tell us more about your back injuries at that point. So you won juniors Mm -hmm. in 2015. um, And then you had you had a back injury that like summer after leading into your first year senior. And then again, the same type of back injury, different vertebrae. Yeah, the following summer. So like what what was the cause of the back injury first? And then like recovery wise, what was the difference? Like, did you do anything different the second time um, to like try to make sure it didn't happen again? Or like, yeah, what was the process for all of that? Um, so it was basically just caused by overtraining um, and kind of a lack of core strength. Um, but like mostly overtraining. Um I had just been like, I remember I had laybacks in both my programs. Um, and so I was practicing laybacks a lot. Um, and I was jumping like probably kind of way too much because I was trying to get my triples consistent, get the triple, triple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just, I was just doing so many reps. Um, and I remember I started having pain and it started out just like sore. So I was like, oh, like it'll go away. No, it didn't go away. Um, and then it started getting worse and worse, but the thing was it, it felt more muscular, uh, muscle. I can't speak. Um, yes, thank you. (laughs) My, my muscles were just getting super tight, but, um, they were doing that because they were trying to protect my spine and I didn't realize that. So I just kept, you know, it kept getting tighter and tighter. And I was like, Oh my God, my back, like what's wrong with my back. And finally I went, I skated over the wall. I remember I told my jump coach, I was like, look, I can't do this triple loop because I'm in so much pain. Like that's why I'm not rotating because I literally cannot turn my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, they looked at me and they're like, what the heck? Why have you not said anything? Like, so I went to the doctor, got x-rays and everything. They were like, yeah, compression fracture. Like, um, and I'm pretty sure for one of, I think it was the second one. If I had skated on it for like a couple more days, I would have had to have surgery. Um, wow. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. I know. I was like super scary. Um, cause that like scoliosis also runs in my family. So like after that second one, I was like, okay, if this happens again, this is probably going to end my career. So I really need to make sure that I'm like doing all the right things this time so that it never happens again. Um, so after I, I think what caused the second one is pretty much the same thing, you know, cause like, I just, I was like, yeah, my back's fine now, you know, I'm going to keep doing all these reps, try to get the triple, triple, whatever. Um, and you know, lo and behold. So after, after the, the second one, I, I just became really, really kind of hardcore about doing like core exercises. Um, and I still am to this day, I I'm like intense about it. I'm like, no, I have to do them because I don't want anything to go wrong with my back. Yeah. The back is no joke. Yeah. I mean, for real, like I would literally have to brace myself in the car because it hurt so bad when we would turn just to even lean one way. I like, it was excruciating. I was like, I never want to feel that again. Were did you have to go into like a back brace when you had Mm -hmm. that injury wow yeah so I was like hip to armpit mm-hmm. in a brace for three months oh my goodness yeah so and what, it was over what did that entail too. was that like zero skating at all or was it just like no jumping so no no, no, it was, no it skating was no skating pretty like moving as minimally as possible 
like I was just sitting forever. I, I wow. read so many books. It was horrible. Yeah. It was literally horrible. Well, mentally, like what what types of things did you do to kind of like keep yourself sane throughout that um, and like still motivated and not like hindered to come back to skating with just like uh, my mom was a big part of it. Like okay. she, because like she's a nurse. So she, she, you know, she knows a lot about this kind of stuff and she was a trainer <laughs> before she was a nurse, like a long time ago. So, um, you know, she, she was really influential in my formative years to make sure that I did all the right things to, to, you know, rehabilitate and everything. Um, and I kind of just like, I don't know. I was just like so hungry to come back and, and prove to everyone that, you know, one thing wasn't gonna determine if I was going to make it or not. Like I was just so driven. I was like, fine. The world is going to throw this at me. Like, just wait, like I'm going to get back and I'm going to show you like what I can do. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just had a lot of determination, I think. And were you like throughout your childhood and like leading up to that point were you going to school at the same time in person or were you like homeschooling and just being at the rank mostly um no I was I was homeschooled all my life actually I did online starting in like eighth grade or high school um but it had nothing to do with skating it was just a decision my parents had made when we were younger and um by the time I reached high school I had the option of going to real school and I was like no I want to skate so Mm -hmm. I, I, my brothers went to, to like high school, but I didn't. Gotcha. Well, in 2018, let's talk about that season. So after a few <laughs> years of dealing with your injuries and your back brace and everything, you came mm-hmm. into the fall of 2017, um, like skating so well at Skate America, you went on to win nationals with amazing clean programs. What was your mindset that season um, leading up to nationals? Um, I was like, I was like super hell bent on just proving to everyone like, Hey, I'm finally healthy. Like, this is what I can do when I'm healthy. Like, cause everyone saw me last year. Um, not last year. I'm, I'm speaking like before that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the previous year I had finished ninth at nationals after like a disastrous free skate. And I was like really upset about it. I think at that point in my career was probably one of the worst skates I would put out. Um, so I was like, I had changed a little bit of what I was doing off ice. I felt really strong. Um, I knew it was the Olympic year. I was like, listen, this is a long shot, but my, I went into that season actually with my entire goal just being to get the TBD spot at Skate America. That was like all I wanted. Cause I was just like, I could have been on the Grand Prix series last year if I wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. That was, that was all I wanted. I just wanted to go to Skate America. Um, and then Skate America happened and it was like, my life just became absolutely crazy. Um, and from Skate America on, it kind of became ignoring everything happening around me and like focusing like ignoring all of the buzz um Mm -hmm. that was happening yeah um because I was like okay I had one really successful skate I I meddled at my first Grand Prix this is amazing I never dreamed I would do that but 
like the focus now is nationals. So, mm-hmm. um, and I still, I wasn't even thinking about nationals in terms of it being the trials. I was just like, it's nationals. I want to skate. Well, I don't want to end up in ninth place again. Mm-hmm. So, Wow. So basically like not putting your ear to all the hype and like letting that energize you, you were just like, okay, we're going to let that be that separately. And we're just going to focus in on the job at hand, mm-hmm. which is just to skate well at nationals. It's not even like I'm coming yeah. in to win. I'm coming in to get an Olympic spot. Like you're just mm-hmm. doing what you can control. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What did it mean to you to be national champion in an Olympic year? I mean, I was ecstatic. I was like, I went back to the hotel room and I was like screaming. I was like, mom, did you see? Look at my medal. I can't believe I'm national <laughs> champion. Like, this is so cool. Um, and I remember finding out I made the team. We were at, we were at the official hotel. So I actually wasn't staying at the official hotel. I, I don't really ever stay um, at the official hotels because I like the quiet, you know? Sure. Um, and so I, I remember we were, I was like surrounded by former national champions and I I got the text and I was like, mom, (laughs) um, it was like surreal. I'm pretty sure I was like standing around by Paul Wiley. I think Brian Goitano was there. I remember (laughs) Christy being there. I was just like, this is like, my brain is imploding. What is happening here? Like, (laughs) um, and then I remember we had to be we were like on the today show mm-hmm. the following morning. Cause they were announcing it. Um, and because we were on the West coast and they film in New York, we had to be at the rink. I think we were on at 7 AM Eastern. So it was like what 4 AM Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were at the rink by like three 30 in the morning and I hadn't <laughs> gone to bed. On, I had, I literally wasn't even back to my hotel room until almost two. So I was like, I just remember being so incredibly tired and the earpieces were like super hard to understand. Um, the today show hosts, I just like, all of that is such a blur. I was like, I think I was slept my way through it. Honestly, (laughs) I I actually recently rewatched that clip and I was like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) That's so funny. I know. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so magical qualifying for your first Olympics um, and getting that, getting that initial text that you've been nominated to the team is like, yeah, it's so surreal. Cause even, even though you're national champion, you like, they don't announce the team right away. And like, even right. though you won and it's like, you're the most likely to be named, like you just really never know. And like, everybody gets the text at the same time that they've been nominated to the team. Um, so right. like you don't really get to celebrate, celebrate until you have that. And right. Well, and especially with me, I was like, okay, I won, but like, th- what does that really mean though? You know, I'm not, I'm nobody, right? Like I, I w- wasn't even eligible for this until two months ago. Like, what are they going to do with me? You know? So I was like, yeah, I was on pins and needles the whole night. I was like, okay, I know my, I had, there's like a little chance. I was like, <laughs> manifesting before manifesting became a thing you know (laughs) totally and it's also I think important to know that you've already had the experience before of being U.S. junior champion and not being selected for the junior world team Um, and so like that makes it even more real that even though you're senior national champion you're like oh they could do this to me again like who knows like what the excuse is going to be or whatever yeah Um, 
but yeah, so you got to go to South Korea for the Olympics. Um, it looked super fun, obviously. Every Olympics does. Tell mm-hmm. us about your 2018 Olympic experience. So tell us about your mindset going in, your approach, um, your favorite moments of the games, who you made friends with on the team, just all the good stuff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um God, it feels like so long ago. Uh let's see. Okay. I remember the thing I remember most vividly is mm-hmm. that it was it was like so incredibly cold. Like like you couldn't even go outside without gloves on because it would burn your hands. Wow. Um, yeah. And okay, so the other thing I remember really well is um the okay so because I had like literally zero world points I had all of the really early morning slots for practice so it was like even colder and I was walking through the village alone in the dark and I was like I would go to McDonald's and I would get coffee and I would like walk my way to the bus and I would be like oh my god I can't believe I'm in the Olympic village I'd walk by the flags and I'd be like there's America like I was like I was it felt like such a kid I was like basking in it yeah yeah I was like this is insane because you know like you grow up you watch this stuff on tv and then all of a sudden you're there and you're like oh my god it's like insane Mm um I remember actually I remember watching the ship sibs I remember watching Alex edit his vlogs on some of the bus rides um because it, it, when we first got there, we did processing closer to the airport. And then we had this really long bus ride to um, the village. And I remember watching him edit his vlogs on there because I took like a Snapchat picture. And I was like, look, I sent to my friend. I was like, That's he's so editing funny. his vlog. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Like such a fangirl, truly embarrassing behavior. I don't think he even knows that. No, um, I was the same way at my games too. When I, I got a text from Charlie White, like inviting me to whatever the Team USA group chat was for it. And I was like jumping up and down in my best friend's <laughs> house. Like I was at her house and I was like, oh my yeah. God, Charlie White just texted me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Isn't it funny how you're just like, I mean, now like, like all of them are such familiar faces and you're like catch up when you see each other. And it's yeah. Like, it's so weird to think that like, you know, oh, I grew up watching you on TV. Like, I don't even think about that anymore sometimes, you know? No, exactly. Um, it's wild. Yeah. So, so yeah, I remember being cold. I remember I hated having such <laughs> early mornings because I was like, I made it all the way to the Olympics and I still have to wake up at 4 a.m. I'm calling... I'm calling baloney on this. This is not <laughs> like this is this is not what I thought it was going to be like. Um, I remember the practice rink was in the basement, which was super weird. Like if you wow. watch old videos, there, it's like concrete walls. Um, I did remember... you get to do the opening ceremony? Did mm-hmm. you go? Oh, that's yeah, great. I did. I did. I was like, I'm not missing this. Yeah. Um, was I your approach the... like? Was were you looking at it as like? this is the Olympics. I'm, I want to be like, obviously you're focused on the competition, but like you want to mm-hmm. be like laser focused, like no distractions before you skate. And then afterwards you can enjoy, or were you kind of like, okay, it's the Olympics. I'm going to enjoy the entire, the entire thing and like take everything in and not just be like too um, obsessive over the skate part. 
what was what was your think, personal feeling toward it I think I was somewhere in the middle because okay, I'm like good. I'm so incredibly competitive like mm-hmm. literally I can't even play a board game like <laughs> you try and play Monopoly with me and we're throwing hands like I'm it's almost annoying um so I I wanted to have like really I wanted to have that Olympic experience but I also didn't want to regret not like I didn't want to regret not having that experience but I also didn't want to regret being so caught up in all the the hubbub that I Mm -hmm. skated poorly you know yeah because I was like okay because there's also that part of your brain that's like okay the team event like this is your at least for me at the time it was like okay this is my shot at a medal yeah I was like the entire rest of the team is relying on me in this short program like it, it needs to be good um so I remember that was the first time I'd done a team competition, which it was like, it was so much fun to sit in that box. I remember very vividly when Mariah landed her triple axel, the team, like even Mitch jumped up and down, like it was pandemonium. It was so much fun. <laughs> um, like Adam was crying. I like, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Um, but yeah. And then I do, I remember because it's weird, right? So you compete in the team event and then to, like, because figure skating is like a really popular event, mm-hmm. they save it for one of the last things to go, the individuals. Mm-hmm. So I remember being like, oh my God, you know, I was getting really homesick. I was like, you know, we were in, we left the village to train somewhere else to get away from all of the the craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember by the time the individuals came around, I was just so, I was so exhausted. I was just so exhausted from yeah. being, being away from home for so long. It was the longest I'd ever like been out of the country at the time. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot for me to handle. And I also had very limited um, international experience on the senior level. Mm-hmm. Like it was my first championship event on the senior level. <laughs> Chaos. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of went about everything backwards, which, you know, for me is kind of my norm, but like in general, that's not how you want to do things. Um, but honestly, I wouldn't, ch- I don't think I'd change a thing about it, you know? Yeah. Like, of course not. It was it's your Olympic experience. Right. It was like, it was crazy. It was so much fun. My brothers got to come. They got to see the village. You know, I got to pin yeah, trade. That's I so have special. A, yeah. Right. I was like, I was so excited they could come. Um, like I, I remember I got a Jamaican bobsledding pin. Like I have a cork board filled with pins from the games. Like I just, it was so much fun. It was such an incredible experience. And like yeah. to this day, I'm like so grateful for it, you know, especially after what happened with my injury. Like I never would have thought. So it almost it, those memories like became something so much more precious to me in mm-hmm. the wake of kind of everything that's happened in the last few years. So, yeah. Who who on the team of like Team USA at those games, like were you closest to? Like, did you become spending most of your time with friends wise, um, at the actual games? Um, you know, I don't know. It was, 
I was like the new kid on the block, you know, like everyone had already been competing and I was like kind of the oddball because nobody really knew me. Everyone was so nice. Everyone was so nice. Um, But I was, I'm very introverted in new situations and like around people that I don't really know. So um, I'm sure I appeared a bit standoffish at times, but like, I was, I was so shy. Like I, Maddie and Evan were, my roommates were Nathan Chen and Maddie and Evan. And Mm -hmm. like, I was just like, we're sharing an apartment. (laughs) Like, this is so weird. Like I watched you guys last year at Worlds. Like, that's so funny. What is my life right now? (laughs) You know, like, so I was I was still a little bit starstruck by everyone, I think, um, and trying to cope with the fact that this was now my life. Um, but yeah, everyone was so nice. And Mar- I just remember Mariah was like so funny. Um, she was <laughs> she always really so funny. cold. Like she she told me she was like going to sleep in her heated opening ceremonies jacket, like because she was so incredibly cold. And I was like. I'm like I'm from Chicago so I'm like I mean it it's it's a little bit cold yeah it's a little bit colder than home but like you know I just put my fleece pajama pants on and call it a day <laughs> oh yeah Mariah's a California girl I could definitely yeah. see her getting really cold wow yeah. did you guys have to leave uh did you leave Korea itself in between um like for training in between the no no we went okay. no it wasn't um I don't even remember the name of the place, but it was like two hours away, I think. Okay. So in between the team event and then the individuals, you just left the village basically to go be somewhere else. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you think that it would have been easier to handle the um, exhaustion, so to speak, if uh, they swapped the, like they made the team event at the end of all the individuals? Or do you think like having it kind of at the beginning was better? Just curious. I think I think for me at the time it was better because it allowed me to kind of get a taste of what it was going to be like gotcha. before the individuals, hmm. you know. Um, that makes I sense. was like, I was so green, you know. I was so new to everything. I was just like skating over the Olympic rings, looking at them, and almost crashing into people. Like you know, I was like, mm-hmm. it's the freaking Olympics. Like whoa, yeah. whoa you know. So. Um, yeah, from, for my experience at the time, I think it was good the way it was. Well, the following seasons, you were podium finishing at nationals. You were competing well internationally, just kind of like stacking up everything for that next Olympic goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were competing in this new era of, you know, triple axles and quads internationally and domestically with, uh, Alyssa Liu and her triple axle. Um, you also super technically strong with your triple triple combinations. You had two let's toes in your programs. Um, what was it like for you as a competitor to kind of like transfer from being a part of like the just triple triple era to all of a sudden everyone's doing triple axles and quads and women's? It, you know, it was really intense. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. It was really intense. I felt a lot of pressure. I was trying so hard to get the triple axle, um, you know, and it was, I mean, I love competing like genuinely. It's so much fun for me. Um, 
like just feeling that adrenaline rush and like you know the satisfaction of working so hard at something for so long and then being able to share it with people who appreciate it just as much as you do it's like it I I don't know something about it I just love it um Mm -hmm. but it was definitely it was definitely a little bit frustrating for me because I was like you know why can't I get this you know I want to I want to get it. It would be so cool to get it. It's so awesome that the sport is progressing like this. Um, you know, and then I don't know. It was it was just like it became more about doing what I could do and doing it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, while I tried to continue to to get the jumps in practice. So, yeah. It, it still baffles me like how quickly the turnaround was of like, you know, everybody kind of being on the same page of like technical skill to, yeah, just the past five years have been wild to watch like at, from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. It feels like it just flipped a switch. But yeah, also, yeah, it it's still like rare for people to be able to do it. Like it's not as widespread that everybody can do, you know, mm-hmm. triple axles and quads. Um, so it's crazy. Well, you yeah. switched coaches to Tom Zakrajic in the fall of 2020 after um, basically training your entire life in Illinois. Um, so what motivated the switch and what what was it like to live in Colorado Springs for you to kind of like move away from home, be on your own, you know? Yeah, it scene? was it was really great. It, it, it was exactly that, a change of scene. I just I felt like I needed something different, something new. You know, I'd been going to the same place my entire life um like I just I needed something different um so I made this the decision and I went and it was it was great you know it was a new experience I got to train with like so many other athletes that were on Team USA which was really fun you know we all push each other in practice and everything um and (laughs) I just, I remember suffering really badly with the altitude, trying to train a long program. Um, That was, that was like, like every time you'd go to a competition, you'd come back and it was just like death on the ice. Like (laughs) I'd finished the program and I finished on my knees and I would have to sit there and just like, 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 it sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. You know, torture. (laughs) But then you'd go to competitions and, you know, you'd get halfway through the program and I'd be heading down the ice into my left toe and I'd be like, all right, maybe altitude's not so bad, you know. Um, but yeah, coming home, it was always a little bit rough. <laughs> well, um, what was your social life like there? Just in terms of, again, you move to a new place, you're not with your family anymore and you kind of have to mm-hmm. kind of build a new not necessarily family, but community of people to support you? Like, how did you go about creating that for yourself? Um, I, I had roommates, um, okay. which was really good. I, I don't like to live places alone. I'm like, I'm a very people person, but mm-hmm. I'm also like, I'm like introverted and shy, except when I'm not, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a living contradiction. I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> um no I loved having roommates they were really great um we would like go and do things together I remember we went like hiking we went and took like fall themed photographs that we saw on Pinterest we like replicated them 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just, it was really great. They really just like brought me into the fold and, and, um, you know, made me feel like I had a home there. So it was, it was really fun. Um, I became really good friends with one of the girls at the rink and we would hang out and like, we did like eat lunch together. And, um, you know, it was, it was really, it was nice. It was like, it was nice to be able to move somewhere new and still find kind of like my people, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and feel like the support of the community and everything. So, yeah. That's great. Well, you won nationals again that year, um, which was such a solid note stacked onto that, like Olympic quad, um, mm-hmm. because the following season was the Olympics, yeah. but then you had a foot injury and you ended up missing the Olympic season. So, what happened with the foot injury and just tell us about the mental turmoil of that season and how you stayed sane and got yourself through that, however difficult it probably was. I mean, did I stay sane though? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. No. Um, I, okay. So winning nationals was a big deal for me. I was like ecstatic about that. So I remember receiving a phone call from Tom a few days before we're leaving. And he's like, yeah, I have COVID. I can't go to nationals. And I was, I remember, I remember asking him, I was I, <laughs> like, I was like, Tom, are you, are you joking? Like, are you playing a joke on me? And he's like, no, I wouldn't joke about this. And I was just like, I, I wanted to like move the phone away from my mouth and scream. But like, I was like, deep breaths, Brady. Okay. We're going to get through this. Like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, so and like I there again it was like I was just so determined I was like you know what Thomas Thomas sitting in a hotel room right now in Colorado with COVID I can just I can skate a good free skate you know (laughs) um but yeah then I started having trouble with my foot um oh my boot broke at Worlds and it like did something real funky to my ankle and it was like yeah it was like super swollen um for a while but it didn't hurt. And then the swelling went away. So I was like, all right, dodged a bullet there. Um, apparently not. So it was like a few months later. So that was like in mid April. So a few months later, I started having foot pain and I had previously broken my foot. I had a stress fracture in my foot in the summer of 2019. Um, so I knew, I knew what it felt like you know, I, I had, I'd fractured the second metatarsal. So I, I knew exactly what it felt like. And I was, I was skating in the afternoon one day. I remember exactly what I was wearing and I started feeling that again. And I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. Um, so I went and I got stuff done. They're like, yeah, it's the start of a stress reaction. I was like, great. You know, I could have told you that based on feeling like, but you know, it's always nice to have confirmation. I was I, at that point, I was like super annoyed because I was like, this, like, this, this cannot be happening. It's like Olympic year. Like I've been working yeah. so hard and, you know, so I was like really annoyed and frustrated. Um, a little did I know. Um, so I was in a boot for a while. I don't remember how long. Um, but then I was like cleared to start doing pick jumps again. Um, and I remember it just like, something didn't feel right. It was still so painful. Like I just, I couldn't pick properly. And so, um, 
I was like still progressing to doubles. Um, and I was like trying to do triples and it was like excruciating. It was so painful. And it got to the point where like, I literally couldn't walk. My foot was like red and swollen all the time. And I was just like, something's not right. Like is nobody paying attention? Like I'm, I'm literally limping around. Like I can't walk. Something is wrong. So I like went to have it checked out more, came back clear. Nothing was showing up. Um, so I'm, I'm like, at that point, I'm like on the phone with my mom, like every day. I'm like, mom, I don't know what's going on. Like, I can't skate. I can't do anything. I can't walk. Like, um, so I took some time off, came back. It was a bit better. Um, made it through champs camp, but I hadn't been doing any, any picking. Um, and like something still didn't feel quite right, but I, I didn't know what it, it wasn't like a stress reaction anymore, but it, it was just pain. Like I was just in pain and, um, it, it just, it like went on like that. Like I had so many scans done. I had MRIs, x-rays, CT scans, standing CT scans. Like I saw doctors from all over the country and, and nobody could figure out what was wrong. Like literally nobody knew what was wrong. They were like, oh, maybe your Liz Frank joint is, is broken. It wasn't that. They're like, oh, we see like juvenile arthritis. And it wasn't that. Like there was just like so, there were so many diagnoses being thrown at me. There, you know, I, I was just like, so I had taken... I remember I was Science Gate America that year and I wanted to do it so badly. I was like, I've never missed a Grand Prix before. Um, like I've never had an, a summer. I always get injured in the summer for some reason. And I was <laughs> like, a summer injury has never lingered like this. Um, so I remember trying so hard and it was like a week before and I still hadn't withdrawn, but I hadn't been training because I couldn't. And I remember Justin Mitch were at the rink one day and I was just like look like it's time to face reality I can't go I can't go um so I withdrew saw another doctor didn't work um and we just kind of kept going like that throughout the season um I would take like two weeks off three weeks off then four weeks off um finally I took like six weeks off and now we were at we were in December and I was like, okay, hail Mary. Like we're going to start skating again, see what happens. Um, and it, it was better, but I couldn't, I couldn't pick still. And I couldn't spin hmm. all throughout this. I also couldn't spin because you know, like, you know where the weight is on the ball the yeah. foot when you spin. So it's like, it was like a, uh, it was just like that driving force down and I like couldn't do it. Um, but I was like, no, I'm going to try everything I can. So we started messing around with pressure points in the foot and like trying to cut out like foam circles to put underneath and see if like that was going to do anything and didn't work. And um, I, I want to say, oh yeah, I had changed. I want to say I had changed into Jackson's by that point um, because the ideas no longer fit my foot properly. Um, and finally, I remember being on FaceTime with Tom Benoit had come out because I had asked him, I'm like, look, 
I need you to come out to to help me with this because like the programs are not where they should be obviously and I like I need your help so mm-hmm. he came out to work with me um and I remember we were in Boston um because he was working with some other skaters before nationals and I had been trying by that point it'd been so long since I'd done a, a flip and lutz without pain I like forgot how to do them basically so I was like on the pole for flip and lutz and it hurt so badly and I couldn't like I couldn't do it because like I didn't know where I was in the air and also all of my attention was kind of on my foot because I was in so much pain so it was like hard to mentally like go into the jump knowing that it was going to be so painful and still do it you know um so finally it was like two or three weeks I remember it was um I was in Boston for like two weeks and finally on New Year's I was like I I had gone home for Christmas and then come back to Boston to continue training um and finally it was New Year's New Year's Eve and I couldn't get my foot in my skate anymore was it like Um, swollen was it a changing shape? Like no, no, no. <laughs> shape shifting. What it was do you like mean you could get in <laughs> It was it was too painful. Like you know how you have to oh, arch. Oh, I see. Arch I see. to get it in the boot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't push my foot in. Oh. Yeah, because it it was kind of swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. So okay. yeah, so I like I couldn't it was like too painful to push past that point to like stick the heel down into yeah, the heel yeah. cup, you know? Um, and I, I looked over at Benoit and I was like tr- crying and I was like, it's over. I can't do it. Like it, it's done. I'm not going. And I remember Jimmy Ma was there. Spencer and Emily were there and like, they were all like, like Jimmy came over and he gave me a hug and he gave me a little pep talk. And I was like, thanks Jimmy. And I was like literally sobbing. Um, and Spencer was like, look, it's okay. Like, you'll come back from this. He's like, he was like, I've never seen anyone work as hard as you. And I was like, you're so nice. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I was just like, so I, I remember that night. I, it was like New Year's Eve. And I got on the phone with Mitch. And I was like, Mitch, I have to withdraw from nationals. I'm in too much pain. I can't do it. Because yeah. at that point, at that point, it, it had been like, I was like, do I risk do I risk like trying to continue to do this and potentially giving a really bad skate and not being named to the team anyway mm-hmm. and potentially ruining, like doing so much further damage and ruining any chance I have of coming back. Yeah. Or do I just accept that it wasn't meant to be this time, allow my body the time it needs to heal and potentially then come back and and you know see what I can do and Mm -hmm. I was like if there's any chance at all of me coming back I have to take it so yeah yeah. well that's a really tough decision to make at any any stage in your career really but it's it's such an emotional um moment to have to like look it in the face and make a decision and not like you know put it off for another day or another week and like just have that hope of like maybe it'll feel better next week 
and it, it right. doesn't and you have no. to take the time off ultimately like you're racing against mm-hmm. time and time is always going to win and it just yeah right it stinks yeah so then well, I yeah. like <laughs> no no I like absolutely kind of rejected anything athletic for a solid four months <laughs> I was like nope we're done yep we're done yep. I can't I was like mentally I couldn't handle it I was just like no I can't do it can't wow. do it but yeah now we're here how did you slowly get back into skating like so you start your comeback um how long did it take you to like start jumping again did you start off like skating skills for a month singles for a mm-hmm. month doubles like what was what was kind of like that because mentally it's so difficult to also mm-hmm. come back too fast because you want it right. but you can't physically handle it yet yeah well the thing is I was like like I'm just like straight up facts I was super depressed yeah um and when I say that people I feel like I make people uncomfortable when I say that but I'm like no listen like I was like this was like a life-changing ordeal for me mm-hmm. um and it really hit me hard because it was the first time that I had to admit that I couldn't do something like I I I've always been the person that was like no I'll find a way to do it like I, I will do it you tell me I can't do it but I'm gonna do it and this is the first time I had to be like no I really can't um mm-hmm. so that was hard for me to deal with um And then I just, I like moved home. Like my mom drove out to Colorado with me and we packed up all my stuff and I moved home. Um, And I, like, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember parts of it. I just remember I was like in pain and I, I like couldn't, um, I couldn't, like, I couldn't even get up to go get food from the fridge. I was like, I wasn't even sleeping in my room. I was sleeping on the, on the couch, the couch like folds down, you know? And I was Mm -hmm. sleeping on the couch because like, I couldn't climb the stairs. I mean, I could, but like, you know, it was like on my butt with my hands, pushing myself up. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I'm not doing this every day. I'll just sleep on the couch. Um, so yeah, so that was my life for like a solid three months. Um, and then it, it finally, started to feel better and I was like at that point I was like okay well maybe I'm ready to go back but you know what if what if it starts hurting again like have I given it enough time yeah so I kind of delayed a little bit longer um and then finally one day I just like decided to go and step on the ice and see just how that felt emotionally and physically. Um, and I didn't have any pain that first day. So I was like, okay, this is promising. So I skated for like half an hour, maybe. Um, and I continued to do that for a while. I don't remember how long, um, but I basically just being like a public session skater, you know, like skating around doing random stuff. I was like, Oh, I wonder if I could do a twizzle. So I would like do a twizzle and I'd be like, Oh my God, I did a twizzle. Like, Cause I couldn't yeah. even twizzle before. It was like, I literally could not even stand up. Yeah. Um, so like every little thing was so exciting for me and it, it kind of brought that fire back very slowly. And I, I had also started teaching at my local rink. I was teaching some of the kids. Um, 
and I really realized how much passion I still have for the sport and how much I miss being out there. And, um, you know, some of them were like really young, so they didn't know what had happened, but some of them knew and like, nobody ever really mentioned it, which I was so grateful for. Cause they, they kind of, everyone just let me heal like in my own time, both like mentally and physically. Um, so I, I remember I didn't start jumping until probably like, like baby waltz jumps, like, mm-hmm. like not even wallies. Cause I was like, no, I, I can't, I can't uh, take off and land on the same foot yet. Like I was doing mm-hmm. like step over waltz jumps. I want to say in like June. Um, and I, I tried my first triple since I tried my first triple like a week before champs camp. Um, and that was my first triple in like 10 months, nine months, 10 months, I think. Wow. Um, did it yeah, take you like multiple circles to finally pull in or were you able to be like, all right, I'm going for it. I landed it on the third try. Wow. That's pretty um, good. I know how I landed. I was like, I mean, it was very bad, mind you. Um, but I was just like, oh my God, what, uh, like that was crazy. Uh, cause I'd forgotten how it felt, you know, yeah. I, and I was overseas. I was at Benoit's camp, but there was no pole guy. So I was literally just like chucking myself in the air and being like, all right, let's see how it goes. Um, but I had realized that the only reason I had needed the pole in, Boston in December was because I was in too much pain to really pay attention to anything else yeah so it and it's really like fear. Just, yeah so once that was eliminated um yeah I I I landed that that one and I immediately started crying I was just like oh my god I can't believe I can't believe I can do it again and then of course you know went to champs camp and um kind of had to work through some kinks and like you know after an ordeal like that every time you go into a jump it's like is it gonna happen again will this be the one will this be the one if it's not on the takeoff will it be the landing this time you know like what if I land flat-footed will that do it what if I what if I land on two feet and like something happens in a twist and it happens again you know like all these just random things that like like even even going into the season last year, like as far as December, I was like, there would still be times where I would be like going down the ice for my triple Lutz. And I'd be like, okay, come on, you can do this. It's not going to happen. And you could see it. You could see it when I'm competing, how much I hesitate. And it's just like, I look at it and I'm just like, oh my God, like, you know. um, And I think people don't realize that, you know, Mm -hmm. when, because I remember watching something of my grand prix series was a disaster because I did something to my other ankle not not nearly as serious but it kept me off the ice for all of October so I had like nine days listen don't don't even (laughs) Brady's an injury magnet everyone actually no I'm I'm just kidding I take it back we take it back um so um yeah I remember listening to the the announcer and him being like wow you can really see her taking a big breath before that second triple ups and I was like yep yeah I sure did that that's that's what happens when you can't train for 
a yeah. long time. You're like that's the trauma. Yeah. Sorry. And then, and then, and then try to compete for the first time in almost two years. Yep. It yep. also makes you so much more conscious of like trying to have good technique and do good quality to every single try rather than just chucking yourself. Um, yeah. Is what right? I, I noticed too when I was like coming back from my injury because it I had the same fear. Like even now today, I, I don't do flips and lutzes, but if I were to mm-hmm. go into the rink tomorrow to do, you know, a triple flip or a triple lutz, my head is thinking about the the pain that I felt in my injury in like 2016, which is so long ago, yeah, but right. it, you, your brain does get wired to kind of like, remember that. Um, mm-hmm. and it's really hard mentally to push past it, even when you have, you know, practice and, and years mm-hmm. of being healthy and all of that. Um, but yeah, I remember going in and being like, I need to make sure I'm like rotating properly and really trying my best here because if I land wrong, right. That could be yeah. it. That could be the the moment. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. Oh man. Yeah. Comebacks are so hard. (laughs) Yeah. It it takes time to get everything back without re-injury. Like that's the first part, but then it takes even more time to show it under adrenaline in competition, Mm -hmm. especially after a long hiatus. Um, but you showed up all season, you competed, you built up like your adrenaline and all of that. Um, and then you made a splash at nationals earning the silver medal going on to compete at four continents and worlds. Tell us about your approach for your comeback that season, like leading up to nationals. Like what was the mindset? Did you expect to get to a point where you could medal at nationals and make it onto those teams for the second and a half of the season? Or were you thinking it was going to take you a little bit longer? I mean, that was the goal. Okay. That was, that was always the goal. I, I almost refused to give myself any other choice. You know, I was like, I know I'm capable of this. I, <laughs> pull yourself together, Brady, get to it. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you've wallowed long enough, get yourself together. Like, um, no, but I, oh my God, the, the Grand Prix in, in Britain was traumatic in its own way because I was, terrified I've never been so nervous in my life like walking into that arena knowing I've only had a few days of training and almost having to withdraw again going through all of that again it had been just like I mean it was it was it was not serious it was just something that needed time to heal but you know you don't have time you never have time during the season so I was like I can't believe this happened again I'm going here and like I can probably make it through a short, but long is going to be like really hard. Um, and everyone knew it. Like everyone I was training with knew it. Benoit knew it. I knew it. Cedric knew it. Like we, we were literally just going there and we were like, your goal is to just be here. Like that, that was mm-hmm. it. That was all I wanted was to just be there. I didn't care what happened, obviously. Um, like I, I just, I remember putting my dress on and being like you've made it this far you're almost there like you got to step on the ice and then it's real Mm -hmm. and they called my name and the audience cheered so loud the audience there was fantastic like they were so excited and everyone knew it was my comeback my first competition you know I had been struggling in practice I was falling all over the place um and it was really difficult for me because I'm used to being so polished like you know, I don't like to make mistakes. Um, 
but I just I just remember stepping on the ice and the lights were so bright. I'd forgotten how bright the lights are. Um, and I was just like, I reached for Benoit's hands and I was like, I need you to take some of this nervous energy from me. And I like squeezed his hands as hard as I could. Um, and he's like, you made it here. He's like, that was the goal. Just remember that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, like, obviously it was not, not a good, not a good uh, performance, but you know, it was like, I had to take that step at some point. Yeah. And, you know, then my goal after that just became showing steady improvement, which I was like, <laughs> I was like, privately, I was like, well, the bar is the floor, so there's nowhere to go but up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so then I just, I, I was just tell, like doing anything to, to, to find the humor in the situation to, to not let myself go on a, this downward spiral of like, what ifs or drown in self-pity. Like, you know, yeah. it's just like, you got to start somewhere regardless of what happens. Like this was your entire goal. Was it the movie dreamlike comeback you envisioned? No, but life's not a movie, you know? Um, and I was like, I have nationals. I just have to work for nationals. And then after golden spin we're on the way to the free skate and Benoit's like we're gonna change the short program and I was like oh which part he's like no the whole thing and I was like dude what are you doing to me (laughs) (laughs) where is this coming from (laughs) um and then we choreographed well he choreographed it in like three hours um and it just like immediately it was just like a really great fit and I I still like I still I like I still remember both my programs from last year because they'll always have a special place in my Mm -hmm. heart um and I just loved it so much and there was just like this instant connection there and I remember stepping on ice for nationals and thinking back to Britain and I was like okay it's a new program it's a new me it's a new mindset like let's go um and I remember being so ecstatic that it was a good showing that I had too much speed going into the flying spin. And that's why I didn't get a level four. Yeah. It I gets like, the best of us. Yeah. I know. I was like, really, Brady, you couldn't just hold on for like 20 more seconds. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> what was that? Um, that is hilarious. I know. I've been doing that spin since I was like eight years old and I uh, like messed it up at national. Come on. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, nationals, nationals was so much fun. You know, it was like, cause I, I missed, I had the, the nationals that I was injured for was the first time I'd missed since 2010. So it was like, you know, I was like, all right, like, you know, we're going to come into this. We're not going to, I know what I'm capable of, but I'm not expecting anything of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm just going to go out there and enjoy the moment. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And I was like, as long as I do that, I'll be happy. And then, you know, I wound up meddling and making the four continents team and the world's team. And I was just like, like four months ago, I was like, not even doing triple X's. This is insane. I don't know. Like, how did I get from there to here? And then I was like, well, a lot of blood, sweat and tears literally, but you know, what? Yeah. Like, it's all worth it you know, I, it was, it was the hardest 
a few years in my life, but I grew a lot. I learned a lot about myself and um, I firmly believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I just tell myself that because I have to believe something like that to justify it, you know, but um, I don't really care. <laughs> I think it's a great things, mindset. Things have a way of working themselves out. So they do. You know, just I've I I feel like I've really learned to take things in stride and um yeah it, it's been it's been a a really great growing experience if nothing else absolutely and I think a lot of that sentiment is so important because a lot of the times with comebacks especially for an audience perspective watching everybody kind of expects you to come back and be the same skater you were before but in reality that's just not possible like you are a different person you're a different skater mm-hmm. um you're always older when you come back and um the process as an athlete to go through that and know the expectation is for you to come back and like be killing it the way you used to without like a bump in a road even though you've been like gone for a while is really hard like I remember the mixed feelings of you know, excitement to be back at competitions, but also slight embarrassment, frankly, and like a lot of self-consciousness yeah, right? of like not being in that tip-top shape physically and mentally. Yeah. Um, but you you have to go through it. Like you said, you have to make that first step and you just have to get over it and and mm-hmm. like keep building up to it. And eventually you will get back to that level um, right. in a different way, a better way, I like to mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, so, no, for sure. and that's exactly I mean... what you did. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I really feel like, like, I, I don't know how I want to say this, but everyone brings something to the sport, right? Mm -hmm. Each athlete is unique and each athlete makes the sport special in their own way. And that's something I love about athleticism in general. Um, But I feel like in my case, at least I have a much wider or a much bigger plethora of like stuff to draw from that I could put into my skating now. Um, And that's one thing that I was really excited about, like coming back and being like, (laughs) like, almost like, Oh, look, I've unlocked all these new emotions in me. Look, here you go. Like truthfully, (laughs) though, like, yeah, you know, um, like, like, oh, take my angst and feel it, you know, like, it's, it's, I don't know, I feel like I used to be so worried about being so perfect all of the time and saying exactly the right thing and, and not, like, not giving so much of myself. But after all of this, I've realized, like, why like why are you gatekeeping (laughs) you know what I mean like like I feel Mm -hmm. like being able to share things is not only something so special in skating but just in in like society in general like you know humans are social creatures we share things and and it's like it's so it's so unique to skating to be able to to create like like it's a performance art 
disguised as a sport. And I think people forget that sometimes. And and now, like, the artistic side is so incredibly important to me. And, like, I spend hours, literally hours, just working on, like, tiny little sections and looking at things in the mirror and, like, seeing, like, oh, my hand isn't, like, my wrist isn't broken enough. Like it can be more or my, my, I, my, my elbows hyperextend and it makes my arm look broken. Like we need to fix that, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. just the tiniest little details, but I take such joy in, in that part of the process. And, um, you know, I love, I love seeing the program's growth over the season and, um, I'm very excited about this season. So. Yeah. Well, and it, it takes like life experience in general for any of us to kind of develop um, emotional feelings we feel like we can translate through whatever art form ours being skating. Right. Um, and it, it's so hard when you're younger, like you, as much as you want to be this like artistically savvy, like have a story to tell, like, and, and not be told like, oh, like you'll get there. Like you're not there right. yet. Just wait a few years. You're always like, what do you mean? Like, I feel like I'm can't so you see younger. my heart is on a platter yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and then you get older you go through life stuff and then you're just like okay I get it now like now I could skate a program I definitely couldn't skate like five years ago so right it's it just that's the beauty of time I guess yeah well <laughs> a few more questions for you but like you're known for your mental toughness and your consistency as a competitor um mm-hmm. you always have it's one of the qualities I really respect about you. Thank um, you. Tell us how you manage your stress and your nerves while competing. Like what types of things do you do to steady yourself? Do you have like phrases you tell yourself to make sure that you don't freak out? <laughs> do you what want do you the do? sarcastic answer? Or do you want a real answer? <laughs> I mean, both. No. As long as you you don't say, well, I just never feel stressed. Oh my God, Polina, I'm literally the most like anxious person you'll ever meet. I swear to God, like, um, no. Okay. So my sarcastic answer is dissociation. Um, Oh, honestly, but not like, I mean, in In the right way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, no, I like to read. Um, I like immerse myself in whatever, um, new romantic or fantasy novel has come out um or actually this year at nationals it'll be um sarah j moss again because the new crescent city book comes out on the january 30th i'm so excited i love excited (laughs) me too uh i I just finished my like fifth reread of akatar um no shame no shame i have no shame it's um i know um yeah so I like to do that I also I like to listen to a lot of music um and by a lot I mean Taylor Swift um I have like it's not true I listen to a lot of different music um but I have like different Taylor playlists and I'll like pick whichever mood I'm in um or or if I'm like like if I'm doing school or something because usually school starts like right before nationals um but like during the season I'll like either do homework I remember at four continents I was like on the bus typing my papers up because I was like um like so busy with that 
so that was a really good distraction but yeah basically anything that's not skating I'll try and focus on um outside of the rink when I'm at the rink obviously like you know but um yeah just like I'm kind of all over the place in like the most organized and specific way possible if that makes sense structured chaos yes yes exactly (laughs) my personality in a nutshell what do you do when like you're standing there you're about to step on either the six minute warm-up or like you know it's the minute or two before your name gets called and you feel the butterflies rising um what do you do to kind of ground yourself and make sure that you can actually get in the zone the way that you feel you need to to perform well um so i do breathing exercises Okay. Sometimes. Um, or I'll just like repeat things in my head, like just mantras that I've either grown up saying or, um, you know, cert- like just, just things that make me feel calm. Mm-hmm. I have a very, I have a very specific one, um, but it's like really personal. So I'm not going to share it um that's fine (laughs) (laughs) um so I usually will will be saying that sometimes if you watch really closely you can see me mouthing words and like that's what I'm saying um but yeah I usually try to find some way to keep my hands busy because like it like it pulls my attention like into the present instead of going to the future or the past. So gotcha. like if I have like a toy to play with or like rip up a tissue or something, um, you know, things like that. I like those. Those are good hacks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm gathering is you basically like to separate yourself from skating, join a new world so that your body isn't feeling that like butterfly yeah. stress. <laughs> and then you get to the rink and you're like, okay, I'm here, but you know, we're just going to keep it chill. And here are my comfort phrases my comfort toy Mm -hmm. whatever that's great yeah do you are you somebody that like everyday training versus competition is different in terms of like you perform slightly better on adrenaline and stress um or do you feel like you feel more comfortable like skating well in practice and then competition is more difficult I'm guessing it's the first since you perform really well (laughs) but what do you Um, think I think normally it's the first. I think this year we saw a little bit of the second. Um, That's normal but, though, in a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm such a perfectionist though. Like I literally annoy myself because I can't, like if I'm not happy with something and I leave the rink, I'll, I'll be thinking about it all day. And by the next day, I'll walk into the rink so angry because I'm still thinking about the previous day. So it's like, like sometimes I have to like take a step back and be like, okay, you need to calm down. Like, like today, today, today was not the best skating day, but like I had to like forcibly remove myself from the rink and be like, okay, you need to chill. It's June 5th and you know, falling on a few jumps is not the end of the world. Like, really, you probably just need your skate sharpened. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, don't you remember those days where you just, of course. like, nothing is working and you're just, like, like, on on those days, sometimes it's better to just cut your losses than to, like, you know, yeah. keep 
keep hammering things that are clearly not working and when you know you can do them and and so I feel like that's also a big part of growing up is knowing when to take a step back and um kind of kind of look at the situation from like I don't want to say an out-of-body experience because that's weird but just like examine it from an outsider's perspective yeah yeah exactly um you got to be okay with putting pennies in the piggy bank um and not always being able to put dimes and nickels and quarters in the piggy bank because you you're gonna have great days you're gonna have like you know some not so great days but it all adds up anyway it's all going into the same place um but we don't always see that that. I like that analogy I've never heard that one before but that's I just came up with it on the spot actually so I'm gonna go ahead and coin that my analogy (laughs) dang girl look at you go snaps yeah you know we're just we're getting it (laughs) it's a crazy time I used to be the same way though with everything um and I like totally relate to all of your little nicks and tricks for mentally consistency all of that stuff I was also not the best in practice but always Mm -hmm. could turn it on in competition because I liked that adrenaline boost it like totally sparked my energy so yeah it's very interesting Mm -hmm. all right well my last question for you are who is Brady to know so what are your other interests and passions and hobbies outside of skating um what do you like to do in your free time and like what do you want to do in the future once competitive skating is no longer an avenue so I'm okay so I'm currently in school um so a large portion of my free time is taken up writing essays um which depending on the topic I actually really enjoy um I I love to read I love um hanging out with my friends I like to you know it like the little things in life Mm -hmm. I like you know I like going to see stuff and now you've asked me this and it's I've like completely blanked on everything else I do in my life actually the other day I finally just put all of my like fandom stickers on my water bottle so now I've got like Taylor Swift stuff everywhere thrown a glass the Percy Jackson like I'm like a 12 year old um so I love yeah. that. Yeah. I, what, what is your what does your life look like in France? Because you're living there, you're training there. That's also new since um, you know, mm-hmm. the 2022 season. You left Colorado Springs. So like what what is your life out there like? You're 25. Mm-hmm. Um, you're living the Emily in Paris life, but it's actually <laughs> it's not it's not it's quite Paris. <laughs> not Paris. Um I skate obviously <laughs> this has oh to be the God. funniest answer <laughs> no I can't believe this is gonna be on your podcast people are gonna be like oh my god she's literally an airhead like no, no. I'm sorry <laughs> she just um, needs a quick little bite of like chocolate or something and the you know, probably no oh God. so I love to um reading listening to music I would play the piano still if I had access to a piano I love oh, to cool. just like mess around because I used to play piano as a kid mm-hmm. um so I love to just like mess around on pianos now but unfortunately they're kind of cumbersome to travel with so I don't get to do that very often um I also oh my god when I was home I 
I watched Queen Charlotte with one of my best friends and we absolutely lost our minds. Um, so I love, I, I'll do like, I'll FaceTime friends. I like to do Netflix party. Um, just, you know, I, like I'm, a, I'm a, like a normal 25 year old person that skates, you know, that's what I like yeah. to tell people. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's true. Skating is just one side of me. I've got this whole other crazy side that nobody ever gets to see because I don't publish it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. So, you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, Brady, it was so fun talking to you throughout this interview. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing so much about your, your story and just all the stuff that you had to go through. Um, and it it's continuing it's onward. You're, yeah. you're chugging along. You got goals. What are your goals for this? Like next few seasons, I guess. Cause obviously I'm assuming that you're aiming for the next Olympics in 2026. Um, so is that, is that the goal? Is that, um, yeah. 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 I mean, basically I, I like to win stuff, right? I love to win. Um, but like, I'm just going to throw that yeah. out there, be blunt. It's who um, you yeah. But I also like so much of my time off when I was injured was spent wishing that I would like just be able to run a long program again. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, the daily grind and you're just so sick of running programs. All I wanted to do was run a long program. So I promised myself that if I was ever able to come back, I would take, I would cherish the, the difficult moments mm-hmm. because like something I just remember so vividly is, is just like being on the phone with my best friend and crying about how much I wanted to be struggling to get through a long program. Like I never thought I'd say that, you know? So every time I'm on the ice, I, I want to take advantage of, you know, getting this piece of me back and being able to continue to to share my passion for the sport and um I kind of hope that my long program this year makes some people cry so you know be working on that so I'm excited I'm excited me too (laughs) (laughs) well I wish you the best of luck in this season and beyond um and I can't wait to see everything that is yet to be accomplished by Brady (laughs) Snow. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the pod. It was so fun. I know I talk a lot, but you know, it's great. Yeah. Thanks for coming (laughs) on. It was great. (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.